Thanks for downloading this episode of the Simcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching for the Simcast wherever they get their podcasts. The Simcast on RS1. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Simcast. Your Weekly source for occasional sim racing news, but mostly general tomfoolery. Um, I am back, Mr. Ben Williams. I have returned from the sickness while I was down with it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, I agree. Uh, looking forward to all the great action we have to talk about, Ben. And, you know, first and foremost, great to have you back. As yes. We have a lot of things to discuss and... Of course, it's time for the Americans to have their tomfoolery and shenanigans, and we we have a little bit of extra time to fill because our great and hallowed leader, Mr. Tim Gray, asked us to fill in for an additional 25 minutes. Or 15 minutes, I should say. 15 minutes, yes. For a second there, I thought, wait, did I do the math wrong? But no. Um, I did the math wrong. Yes, you have just heard the dulcet tones of Mr. Taylor Burris. Good to be back in the booth with you tonight. Louis Satter, we will be joining us later this evening. Full disclosure for everyone who is listening, we it is a common known fact that we do pre-record these. These are not live like Midweek Motorsports is, um, but we are actually recording this a little more in advance because um, my two co-hosts have fiancés and they wanted to spend Valentine's Day with them for some reason. I'm not sure why. Uh, <laughs> because our fiancés will look at us funny. Yes, there is that. Um, I, as she says, I unfortunately do not have this baron or burden, I should say. Uh, well, tomorrow or Wednesday, I should say. So we're recording on Tuesday for those of you who are listening on Thursday. We're so Wednesday. Who knows? Maybe a little Cupid might uh shoot Ben and fall. He might find someone to have some love on Valentine's Day. So we'll see what happens. Honestly, it's more likely that Motorsport Games will actually turn a profit from Clement's Ultimate, but we'll get to that later. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I should mention that this is episode six of our 2024 season, or series four, for those who pay attention to that kind of thing. Um, I think any other updates we need to give i think we're good um you can also remember that you can follow us on social media at simcast radio tell us what you're thinking about the show using the hashtag simcast rsl of course myself taylor louie and steven are all members of the big week motorsports listeners collective yes indeed so make sure if you want to have a question for us just dm us we'll be happy to answer the question on the show or to you eventually when we get those messages so appreciate all of you in the collective yes so while we were preparing for tonight's program iRacing decided that they're going to drop a massive developer update and we're pretty much good spending the first half of this program just talking about that so if you're not interested in iRacing um, you do have the option if you're listening to this on demand to go ahead and skip ahead but I would, I, I would urge you iRacing is doing so many cool things that you might want to stick around for a little yeah, while all I can say is if you do not have an iRacing account and yes I am pro iRacing I am biased towards iRacing I know a lot of you who listen to our show 
and are on the collective know that I am biased towards iRacing. I love other sims and love what they're trying to do, but there's just something of what iRacing has been able to do since 2008, pretty much, mm-hmm. and continues to change the game. And it all started, and it all starts even continuing to improve more so as we get this development update. Yes. Yeah, and ditto what he just said. Um, <laughs> I, too, also share an iRacing bias. Um, so there's a lot of things that we need to digest from this developer update. Um, yes. So let, let's just kind of start from the top and work our way down. Um, first of all, we have been given complete full numbers from the 24 Hours of Daytona race that they ran last month. And... Oh my. <laughs> oh my. Let's just break it down. So, for the 24 hours of Daytona, which is iRacing's most pinnacle esport event of the year, a total of 18,575 drivers, total drivers, raced in this race. 15,952 unique drivers. So, you're probably wondering, well, why is they're saying 18,000 total drivers, 15,000 unique drivers? Well, it was ran in different splits. Let's just say, for example, you ran the Friday night split in the East Coast time, or those who are on the European or Australian time had a morning start or late afternoon start, and let's say you wrecked out. Well, you can run the Saturday morning or Saturday night split on Saturday. Actually, there was a Saturday morning and a Saturday afternoon split. So there was three different chances for you to run the 24 hours of Daytona. So that's why we have so many different numbers of total drivers compared to the unique drivers. Uh, 4,055 unique teams, 95 splits in total. And then how about this? 2,873,067 laps completed. 10,228,118 miles completed, and then 82,856 hours driven. Total views on the event drew about 176,000 on YouTube, 66,000 on Twitch, and 24,000 on Facebook. That, so, wow. <laughs> you're talking, the only other event that may try to come close to that is if uh, a certain special endurance race returns to well actually no i'll take that back uh probably the event that's happening in may might come close to this one mm-hmm. so stay tuned for more but of course uh this just kicks off another great racing special event of daytona as this week in the world of iRacing it's the kickoff to the e-nascar season and the special event for the daytona 500 happening starting on wednesday night um, something that I just want to point out before we continue to move down this list, um, I, just the sheer difference in the kind of the total views versus like the actual numbers of p- people participating. Um, I, I don't feel like the views tells a full story of how popular these races are, um, just because of, well, it doesn't give a full picture. And I think I've said that twice now. Mm-hmm. I swear this was a thought out. This was a thought out sentence before I started speaking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it just goes to show like how many people who are interested in this, this event 
will actually like participate in the event rather than watching it on YouTube and on your other social media platform. Well, social media streaming platforms. And I, I don't know if that's more of a disservice to iRacing just because, you know, advertisers, they will want to look at those numbers, not necessarily the rest of the numbers that we just talked about whenever they're deciding to work with iRacing. And I think that's kind of the service to iRacing in some way. Absolutely. And it just shows how incredible this is with the numbers that people do want to come and run in this event, let alone, you know, the, the numbers that it draws. I mean, we saw, of course, some of the biggest names in racing competing in the top split event that happened on Saturday. Of course, Max Verstappen taking home the GTD win, of course. And of course, never heard of him. I mean, who who's ever heard of Max Verstappen? I mean, I don't know the guy, do you? I mean, so so, some nobody, some Dutchman, apparently, people like to talk about. Yeah. So, but I mean, then you had drivers like Tony Kanaan, a a plethora of NASCAR drivers, Mm esports competitors from across the globe racing in this event. And, and you see the continuation of growth for this race and how it will continue to grow, especially as we progress further on with this about some of the new updates regarding for this race and this particular series that we'll see in the future. That's right. Um, moving on down, probably the biggest piece of news for this season, this 2024 season two update is that we will be finally getting the Tempest system. Um, the Tempest being the um, working title for dynamic rain um, and weather system that iRacing is bringing in um, that they've been working on for, it feels like three years now. Um, there was some speculation that it was going to be coming out last December um, for the season one build, but um, I believe I saw an interview with and Taylor, you'll have to remind me of his name because I'm blanking on it right now. The iRacing president? Uh, it would be Tony Garner, who made a post or a recent comment about the Tempest system. Yes. Um, accord- I believe it was an interview that he did with Insider Gaming that he talked about how they could have done it um, last December, but they decided to hold it back just to develop it that little bit more and some of the numbers they're going to be talking about it's going to be obvious why they decided to do that um just as a reminder this type of system is a fully dynamic weather system um that is tied to historic data from each of the iRacing tracks um that way that you will be getting a realistic weather experience depending on which track that you are on um the iRacing spotter and crew chief have also been fully updated to work with the changing weather so that they can give you callouts of like rain's expected in the next 10 minutes or um you better pit now for wet tires or things like that. Um, they can also let you know how other races around you are responding, which is a really cool element as well. Um, letting just kind of like, so you had the information of, oh, the car behind me has just pitted for wet tires. So I should probably do it on the next lap as well. Or do you think you should like roll the dice and see if you can keep on the slick tires and see how much it's going to affect your pace? Um, car-wise, we're looking at the Formula Ford, 
the Ray FF1600, I'm just going to call it the Formula Ford because that's what it is, um, the Toyota GR86, the FIA F4 car, and all 11 endurance cars. That's all the GTPs, the P2, and all the GT3s. Yes, this is very exciting, and I, I'm looking forward to this because that means there could be a possibility we see some rain happening at the 12 Hours of Sebring happening mm-hmm. later on this year for a special event, as well as others. But here's the thing: this is something that iRacing mentioned when the release of rain comes out, and of course they they're absolutely excited for people to enjoy this. this but they asked them to first dip their toes in a test session or with AI before they go right into an online race to make sure we don't have chaos happening, which there will be chaos that happens with a rain race. But still, you know, make sure you can understand the system and understand how well it affects because you got to also think, too, you know, some people's computers may not be able to handle (laughs) processing of this as well. So it's a good way to test out to see how well your car Mm -hmm. will be or your computer will be able to handle this brand new update because it is a big time graphical update that you're going to be utilizing compared to other recent ones. I am a bit concerned if I am honest about my the my system's ability to run all of this in its current state. So I may be PC part shopping later this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, of course, you know, graphically they're supporting the rain has been a significant undertaking from what they've been saying quote um, that their graphics rendering team has been in close collaboration with the physics engineers, and they have made various graphical features that have come together nicely to make sure that all of this works well together. Not just, of course, the wetness and puddles on the track, but how the water is sucked up off the track by the aerodynamics of these cars, which will be interesting to see how the rooster tails will come off these cars, how the traction, the grip levels of the cars when they're on wet weather tires mm-hmm. or slick tires will come into play. And yeah, also how, just... Go ahead. Yeah, like, and how quick the dry line is going to develop over the course of the rain and how quickly the track dries when it does stop raining all of those fun things you need to think about whenever you're adding a weather system like this into your simulation title. Well, not only that, but also there's other things as well with the Tempest system, as well as even just graphically how, how it looks, you know, how the water bounces onto the cars, onto the windshield, how the wipers will affect during the race, you know, how the shadowing rendering will come onto the track or onto the car, you know, when the sun comes out on after it rains or it's, you know, if they're racing in a Florida race, you know for a fact it's going to be shiny on one part of the track and maybe raining on the other side of the track for all we know. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing if they could pull that off. I mean, it's I mean, it's a possibility. I mean, mm-hmm. with the, the new Tempest system, there's a lot of things you can go about adjusting to where you feel confident where you can do it in a constant state as any normal test session will be or you can make it where it varies from point a to point b like if you're testing an endurance style or using ai to to test out a certain thing with your endurance racing you know at the start of the race it could be sunny but then as it progresses it can get cloudier cloudier darker darker and then rain and then it could go straight over to sunlight conditions again possibly Mm -hmm. of how you want to adjust it yeah. And again, I- I've said this on the show before, but I'm so glad that iRacing has taken the time to make sure that the system is the best it, it can be in its current form uh, mm-hmm. before releasing it, just because 
there is a very, very long list of developers that have released features that have not been fully tested and implemented well in their titles, and it kind of really shows whenever the public gets their hands on them. Like the, Trevor, you the difference in NASCAR games. Yeah, the the difference between having like a hundred testers and you know over a hundred thousand is definitely something that a system like this is going to detail because. As much as I trust iRacing, I am certain that <laughs> that the general public will find some way to break this system within the first week. Well, we'll see what happens as things yeah. work out through the year and through this special recent update. But there's also some other cool brand new releases coming in this build and in future builds. Uh, of course, we're returning back to Italy in the world of iRacing as they are releasing the brand new Mizano World Circuit that will be coming to the iRacing platform. Of course, a very well-known Italian circuit. And looking at some of the pictures on the work in progress for this, it is absolutely stunning of how well they built the Mizano Road Circuit. I mean, it's phenomenal. With from Even the pit buildings look as stunning in the pictures in the work in progress. Yeah. Um, they've also announced that the neck, the circuit that will also be joining Misano in this update is Portimao or Algarve, however you want to refer to it. Um, the really beautiful sunny circuit in Spain, no Portugal. Sorry, Portugal. I had to think about where it was in the, in the world for a second there. Um, beautiful Portugal circuit, um, one that I have not really raced that much, so I'm particularly oh. interested to see how it will be implemented on the sim well for those of you who maybe are curious of what a portimao will be it's actually home to the portuguese grand prix for formula one races it's also a round in the world endurance championship uh it was really used a lot back in the covid period <laughs> of course and it's now it's now used regularly in world endurance and european le mans competition so for sports car fans it's a well-known circuit other series may not know unless you're in the European region. But another track that's coming is a little bit more dirtier, I have to say, as, of course, <laughs> the quarter-mile dirt oval of Millbridge Speedway, located in Salisbury, North Carolina, is also coming to the iRacing platform. And, of course, for those of you who are fans of dirt racing, Millbridge Race or Millbridge Speedway is one of those tracks that a lot of the future stars of racing come to race. A lot of the NASCAR dads of the series will bring their kids out to race or even they themselves to work on their dirt racing it's a fun track looking forward to it and there's a little special something with this when it comes to their cars coming involved with that where there's a little bit of a free update coming out yes um so for a circuit this small do you think that something like I don't know. The micro sprint cup, like sprint car, might be good at this kind of track. Well, speaking of the micro cars, that is the car we're talking about. Actually, that is. <laughs> it is going to be the one that's going to be coming along with Millbridge Speedway, and that's going to be mm -hmm. the car that will be free to the public once it is released. So you get a free car at the new season. So you can't go wrong with that. Yep. Also. The other two cars that are going to be added during this season update is, of course, the SRX car, maybe kind of sort of the IR, IROC car, depending on how the, like, however those 
uh, two series kind of shake out. I'm real excited to get my hands on this car. I believe if I read the information on the uh yeah if i read the information right on this huge developer update that this will be positioned in a the uh, d level position on both the um paved oval tracks and the dirt tracks as well yeah so this will be the the srx series that iRacing will have for 2024 season two will be a combination of both dirt oval and pavement oval so it'll be a chance where drivers will get to work on both styles of racing in order to build their eye rating or safety rating with this car but one more car is planned on being released of course last season we got the very popular super formula sf 23 cars released and then with that we'll continue this momentum with the addition of the delara 324 which is basically a Super Formula light car or a Euro Formula car that is going to be added to the iRacing platform, which is basically almost similar to an updated Formula 3 car in a sense, but not entirely. I consider the mm-hmm. Super Formula car the closest thing we'll get to a Formula 2 car till you know, iRacing decides to actually download or work on the FIA Formula 2 car. Yeah, which is a possibility because of their new partnership with the FIA that we learned about a couple months ago um, yes. and why we have the F4 car. Um, I, I did see some rumblings online about why they don't just give us an F3. Um, maybe there's something behind the scenes at F- the FIA that we don't know about. Maybe the Formula 3 is going to see an update next year for next season. We don't know yet. So um, whatever iRacing's reason for not bringing us the F3 yet it's probably a good reason. Yep. Let's be honest. Uh, um, go ahead. A couple, couple of other things coming online with this. Of course, the, we just saw this past week uh, NASCAR updating the brand new cup cars with the Toyota Camry XSE that we're seeing, as well as the Ford Mustang Dark Horse. Those two have been updated. And then additionally, they'll continue this with follow-up with physics changes to accurately reflect the 2024 cars in both the NASCAR Cup Series, the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and the NASCAR Truck Series. Of course, with the Ford Mustang being the brand new car all around in both Cup and Xfinity. And then, of course, the updates to the aerodynamics to the trucks, which will happen later on in the year. Probably most likely in June, where those cars will get the final updates. And then finally, the Indy cars will get an update with their Delara IR18 to bring the model up to date for the 2024 season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, <laughs> I racing also... Uh, my brain left the building there for a second. iRacing also announced their new racer experience that they will be expanding upon it. Um, basically, it they've completely re- revamped it so that um, those who are just signing up for the iRacing account will be shown like the critical first steps that they have to do, um, choosing their initial racing discipline that they want to go down through. Um, iRacing will show them how to configure their controls and ultimately it would be a guided through um, some AI based racing and driving scenarios so that new users to the platform get a little bit more comfortable before they get spit out into the rookie series, which in my mind is pretty much a win-win just because that means rookies will be just that little more accessible to people as well. A little more prepared too when they go Mm -hmm. racing into that. And speaking of that splits, 
Uh, I part, featuring in season two will be that first significant update to the license structure where the road racing side will have two different road racing disciplines. Of course, in road racing world, you have two. You have your open wheel formula and your sports car slash touring car in a platform. So we're just going to be seeing a split. Now, for those of you who are wondering, your rating, your safety rating, and your I rating will transfer over to both platforms. So you're not going to be a rookie in either one. You're going to be still your whatever class you are right now in the road racing side along with your I rating. And then, of course, the road racing side, as far as your stats, will stay the same. However, going into the new year, or the new season, I should say, your stats for open wheels from here on out and your stats for sports cars will then start to count differently. So yeah. a little bit interesting on that. Yeah. And iRacing has also said that even though they are adding a new license type, this is not going to affect the current ways in which IR and safety rating are calculated or what the official requirements for this official series will be. And that they are currently planning on splitting any of the iRacing licenses types from here on out. So what you'll basically see whenever you log into iRacing is that you'll see the your oval license, your sports car license, your open wheel license, your dirt oval, and then your dirt road licenses. Yeah. On down. Um, speaking of seeing that kind of information, um, iRacing also shared previews of what the new user interface will look like, and I really like it. It's very, very clean, as opposed to kind of the, for lack of a better term, dated ui that we currently have on iRacing um it's much more visually interesting uh, it, it looks like a ui that was developed in this decade rather than back in like you know 2008 right. <laughs> yeah and that, that's what's really nice about this it shows a lot of great stats a lot of great information for you to take and my biggest thing is just even the new updates to our relative boxes that we'll see on in the car. Like, of course, mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of great stuff. The windows, the mirror is going to look a little bit different. Your your timing, of course, you know, your little delta bar that you have across your screen is going to look revamped as well. Uh, mm -hmm. Even the UI itself, when you log on to iRacing, it's getting a big revamp as well, which is going to look really nice as far as how to go about the series you select to do. You know, content, you, see, you know, a lot of the official stuff, your notes as far as your stats to look up, it's going to look really nice. Yeah. Um, before we move on to the next thing, I, I still would like to see iRacing implement some type of a system to for racers to be able to, like, modify what information they see. Like, um, because I've been running with... Overlays from race labs. I I would like to see kind of the information you get from that in the in the UI natively, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe not like the license information that you get from like race labs or from um, Fraps. Is that the other big? Yeah, one? I think it is yeah. the other big one. Yeah. Um, but things like you know the track temperature because that's information you kind of need to know in the car. Um. Maybe even that that's like the crew chief calling that out a little bit more often. Um, 
which, and I was going to mention this when we were talking about the weather system earlier, um, whenever I, I mentioned that the iRacing crew chiefs will be able to call specific weather things out. Um, for those who do use the standalone crew chief app, um, there might be some carryover time, maybe, uh, before that starts to fully implement. So at least I've been thinking about just going to the iRacing spotter just for a little while so that crew chief can have time to get updated. But anyway. um, Yeah, other things that we've seen. um, One thing I see something really nice about it is the series analytics to where you can kind of track what day is the best day to run in an official race. That I see are looking at this, and it's really cool where it'll show you, hey, this is the best time to race, this is not the best time to race, go for this, that, or the other. So, really cool. A couple of other things also regarding the curbing, 3D curbing, that's been coming into play this past season. It's going to go expanding to more tracks such as Osterleben, Snedderton, Lebanon, Winton, and of course Daytona and Sebring. Um... For I the believe, 3D curving. Yeah, no, um, if I read that cor- correctly, and you can correct me if I am wrong, I read that as it's going to be Mizano, Portimao, Sebring, and Fuji that have getting the 3D curbing. Uh, um, yeah. the, cor- the courses that you just mentioned, Winton, um, they had Sinartin, uh, those are going to be now included tracks in the iRacing license rather than being tracks that you have to pay for. Ah, I gotcha. Okay, apologies on that. No, uh, well... I read that bit of a, a bit of a just little side note to iRacing. Um, maybe this could have been... The developer of this could have been reformatted in such a way that it's kind of clearer whenever you're changing subjects uh, rather than just putting pictures in between each thing. Don't get me wrong. Love the pictures. It just make it easier to read. Whatever you're trying to pick things out for, you know, this type of program. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, we also got some information on some future tracks as well, didn't we, Taylor? Yes, we did. So the most imminent one. So that means not this coming season, but future season. It is going to be Navara, which is going to be a fun track. Uh, the Sashin Ring Circuit, which I need to actually learn where that track is. Uh, Navarra, of course, we, we've seen about for a while, but the Sasha Ring, that is... Germany. 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 So, a German track coming on board. And then Oswego Speedway, which, for those of you who are fans of the short track, is a very well-known short track that's getting both an oval paved and a dirt oval variant for that track. Uh, they're also planning on heading to the UK to scan two new tracks in the UK, so... Uh, that's going to be an interesting one. I had to guess ask our European team, our British team, of which tracks those could possibly be that could come onto the platform. I believe the ones that they are, like the like really British tracks that they are missing the most are, um, oh, had it, then I lost it. Thruxton. And maybe Croft? Could be those two. Um, I'm trying to think of what other tracks could it be. Cod- uh, Cadwell? 
Maybe. Uh, what, we're, what we're getting at is that there's a wide variety of tracks in the UK that they have to choose from. <laughs> there is a wide variety of tracks that they will have to choose from. Uh, a couple of other notes as well, uh, with, of course, the iRacing project with NASCAR for the console game. They're continuing to uh, strengthen that partnership with the NASCAR as well. Uh, much of the early track content on the service was the NASCAR, so they are looking to try to build up some things. And one of those, of course, is, as they were looking through, the efforts of a NASCAR remaster project and will result in both the Sim and the NASCAR 25 game. Uh, also, as for race cars, they have been focusing much on the GT3 class, which has currently 11, which will soon bursting to not 12, not 13, but 15 more cars that are going to be on the track. So 15 new, or in total, will be 15 GT3 cars that will be coming on. So, Mustang, Corvette, Lexus, and McLaren. Uh, Throw in the Aston Martin, too. Oh, yeah, the Aston Martin. Because I don't think the Lexus... That's five right there. That's more than... (laughs) Well, I don't think it'll be the Lexus anytime soon. I think it'll be the Aston Martin, the Corvette, the Mustang, and the McLaren. The Lexus is supposed to be replaced in two years? Yeah, so I don't think they'll do that one. And then they're also working hard on some updates to their supercars and other exciting possibilities in Australia as well. Um, Could those be the tiny cars that I'm forgetting the name of? Uh, I don't know, but there says there's also a potentially a bit of a shocker coming on the racing vehicle front, but will not spoil that surprise too early on that. Uh, they're also working on some stuff with the UI as well, um, as well as also the career mode, which is still in great work. They're not officially ready to deliver a whole lot of that stuff, but it is going to make its first update to it in 2025. Yes. Included in this developer update was this kind of the data model for the career mode, and it's what they have so far is pretty in depth. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, be sure to check that out. Um, and I'm sure that there are many people on the iRacing service and as well as people who are not on the iRacing service, including our co-host, Mr. Louis Satterley, who has quietly joined us in the background. Yeah. I shouted out in a little German there for one yep. of you guys were confused about the shots in the ring. Yeah. Um, there are people who are very excited about the, prospect of having career mode in iRacing. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. By the way, did I say yes? You did, and I, I'm looking forward Several to Several times. <laughs> Just to make sure, yes. All right. And I'll do it while I hashtag eat more tacos. Hey, can't go wrong with that, but uh, one more thing as well. The Phase 2 for the brand new Oval Refresh is also moving along. They're looking forward to more future follow-ups on that. Uh, that should be released later on this year. Yes. So, that was a lot. That was like 30 minutes of just <laughs> the high racing update. Oh, man. Yeah, and I heard um, about half of it. Goodness. Yes. So, yeah, a lot of things happening at iRacing. Um, we do know that based on the follow-up article that they wrote about the license split into sports car and formula racing, that um, the build for Season 2 is expected Tuesday, March 5th. So, I believe... Are we on that week? We 
are not on that week. So um, you'll have you'll be hearing our thoughts about all the things that come out in that massive update whenever we are back on the show the following week. Yes, so it gives us a time to test out all the new stuff. Oh, yes. I like it when we get to do that. Yes. So before we go on to the next topic of discussion for this evening, Mr. Satterley, how are you? I'm doing good. How about you guys? Doing good, doing good. Glad you could rejoin us, Ben. Yes, good to be back. It feels like it's been a month since I've it been It has here. been a month. <laughs> it has been a month. <laughs> we do this every other week, and you were not here last time, so yes, it has been a month. Mm-hmm. Yes, so uh, moving right along, uh, moving into Forza world for a little bit here, talking about Forza Motorsports. Um for those who are still paying attention to this title, um, if you are, I'm sorry. Um, little asterisk on that, though. The update 15 is now live. If you're listening to this whenever this show comes out, um, kind of of the highlights of this update, of course, the Nurburgring is now here. So uh, you have several different versions of the Nurburgring to drive your to your heart's content. Of course, there is the full Nordschleife, and there is the combined version of the circuit. We were a bit concerned if we were going to actually have the combined version of the circuit, so glad we did get that. Um, yes, that is exciting. Yes. Well, the, as exciting as one could be for it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, of course, there's always the spotlight cars um, in up, this update. Um, the ones this month are very German focused. We have the 2003 BMW M2, the 2013 Audi RS4 Sportback, the 2011 Mercedes SLS AMG, and the 2014 Porsche 911 Turbo S. Um, those are all, of course, in their several different spotlight series on the feature multiplayer and the rivals. Car pass cars. Um, they so. <laughs> Forza has been doing a lot of repeats of former cars that were in their game that they've been slowly adding back as car pass cars. So former cars that were free are now ones you have to pay for, which is kind of annoying. Um, but occasionally we also get some really interesting cars. Um, first of all, the boring car in this pack is the 2020 Audi TT RS coupe car that we had before. Um, we also have the 1965 Lotus Team Lotus Type 35. We also have the 2015 Cadillac Racing ATS VR. Very excited about that one because I believe that we haven't seen that car in the title since. It was it homologated for GT3. I guess it was. Yeah. And we've body We slightly lost you to Techno World there for a second, Lee. But once again, <laughs> you're back now, though. So we're good. Okay, so that was the CTSV, which had the uh, tubular space frame with the body hung on it for uh, what was the GT World Challenge before it is what it is now. The Fanatec. Yeah, before it was the uh, GT yeah. World Challenge America. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I believe the last time that. That particular card, the ATSVR, was in a game was Project Cars 2, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Very cool. Um, the last car pass of this this month, um, you'll see the 2018 Mustang TA car. So oh, the Trans Am car? So they're the continuing on with the Trans Am theme. <laughs> yes, we have four Trans Am cars now. Um, in Forza, which is not a sentence I expected to be saying anytime soon. <laughs> I think the only one that we're missing for modern day is the Camaro. Yeah. Yeah. The only one we're missing is the Camaro. Um, now, I'm wondering if since we're getting all the TA cars, we're going to get TA2 as well. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Um, There's only three of those, but yeah, that would be awesome. Two. I don't know if you can still count the Challenger as a TA2 car since it's been out of the series for almost a decade at this point. It's still eligible, and I know somebody still brings one out on the occasional race every year. So okay. fair enough. Um but it's again it it's just like the regular TA cars. It's the same car just with a different body hung on it. No, yeah, this is true. Frankly, I'm just glad that the Challenger TA that's in Forza actually has sound now. Um they finally fixed that a couple weeks ago. Took them long enough. Yeah, it really did take them long enough. Um of course with all of Forza's update stuff, there's a bunch of different Spotlight series that you can go take a look at. Um, I'm mainly just focusing on the track and the cars just because, for me, those are the most interesting things. Um, and that's really about it uh, for that one. So if you're interested in downloading the next Forza update, be sure to go ahead and do that now. The other big piece of Forza news that we talk about is that Carpy G is over. Yeah. Yes. So for those who may not be familiar, um, CarPG was Forza's, I'm not going to say attempt. Um, it, it was their method of introducing progression into their single, the single player aspect of that game, of their new, newest title, Forza Motorsport. However, um, even though it was a significant part of the single player part of the campaign, it permeated throughout the rest of the game and kind of made things really difficult for those who are running leagues like me. Um, and yeah, it wasn't a very well researched feature, I guess we could yeah. say. I, I can understand what they were trying to do. It's just that they didn't do it successfully. Yeah. Good concept poor execution. Yeah. Uh, actually, so, I wouldn't even consider it a good concept, really, in yeah. my opinion. That's just my opinion. Yeah. So, what Forza ha- Forza has received many, many comments about uh, what people thought of this card progression system, and we knew from a couple weeks ago now that they announced that they are taking a look at the system to see how they can modify it to be more in line with what the community wants. And they announced last week, after the show aired, actually before, before, well, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Matt and Steven did talk about this, but I just wanted to provide a little bit more context to it, if that makes sense. Um, or your opinion. The, you, we, we well, my opinion as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, what they have done is that they have updated the system, and this is not going to be out until the update coming in March. Um, probably March. Oh, 
gosh, what would be the middle week of March? Um, probably around uh, March thirteenth, fourteenth, somewhere around in there. Yep. Um, oh yeah, that means that we we'll, you might not be here because for one of our shows because you'll be at Sebring, um, potentially. Anyway, um, reining it back in. The changes they are making to the car progression system is that um, whenever you buy a car and it's at level one, you'll have all the parts available to you. Um, you can pick, pick what car parts you want. You don't need to go on grind to unlock them or anything like that. You have access to everything, just like you've had in other Forza games. They are still keeping Last. around the concept of car points. However, car points will still will be able to be purchased with in-game credits. And it, the, um, so they've kind of made it a double currency thing. It's kind of a double currency thing. The conversion rate is 500 car points to 450 credits, or sorry, I said that wrong for 4,500 credits, which is when you break it down and you do the math, that's, about in line of what parts cost in the last Forza title to begin with. Okay. More or less. Um, the car point totals on each part are not going to be changing, but you have the ability now to fully update your cars, build your cars without having to grind right. through like two hours to unlock all the parts. You just have them all unlocked now. Right. Which helps out leagues like people like you. People like me. Yes. Honestly, I think this is a really good change. Um, I've been seeing a lot of changes in how Forza has been kind of responding to the community. Um, Most of the time, and I've talked about this on the show before, it felt like it held its the really competitive side of its community at arm's length so that they could um, satisfy the wants of the more casual player who has this kind of time to like grind as many levels, like grind away and to build cars as they see fit. So having changes like this is kind of a step in the right direction for me. Uh, I've also noticed that in their update things that whenever they're specifically updating certain aspects of the game that they're, and I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this on the show, on the show before, um, they are picking out civic things that the community are suggesting through the um, troubleshooting hub and the suggestions hub that they have on their forums. And like, whenever they change something, they specifically specifically mention the... Um, where it came from, from the suggestion hub as well when they're doing it. So this, you know, PSA, um, if there's something that you have found that is wrong with Forza Motorsport, or there's a a suggestion that you would like to see in Forza Motorsport, um, go ahead and check the forums, vote for topics that are already there as something that you've seen or would like to see in Forza Motorsport. Forza really seems to be paying attention to that, particularly the development side of their studio. So, you know, that system's in place. Let's really use it to our advantage, uh, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. So, um, 
this may be me just like looking through like maybe just maybe they're changing kind of like I, I don't know if rose colored glasses is the right term for it but it's encouraging to me if that makes yeah, any sense whatsoever finally starting to seem like they're listening to everybody which I, I guess they thought they had fully lost that uh, whole stigmatism of uh, or the joke running joke that we would always say that we don't listen to our community meaning referring to turn 10 they mm -hmm. thought they got rid of that and then all of a sudden it reared its ugly head again because it felt like they were kind of doing the same thing but like you said it looks like they're trying to make that go away again and by doing it the way that they should have been doing it from the get-go, which is actually paying attention to everybody and not just one particular shouting corner of the room. Mm -hmm. Proverbial room, that is. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think this is a positive move in the direction. Um, mm -hmm. the, the other things that they specifically mentioned in one of their blog posts about changing um, how FFR... FRR, excuse me, works and how the penalty points with that system are applied. I haven't seen them discuss that yet. So um, they are definitely still working on several aspects of the game, kind of the benefit of the live service model that they've elected to go through with this title. Um, it's encouraging. And I think it's definitely a step in the right direction. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> so, because I wasn't... Well, no, this came out last week, didn't it? Uh, I don't remember now. What are you referring um, to? The Le Mans Ultimate video that I, I still haven't even had a chance to even look at myself? Well, I, I was more referring to the news that the Le Mans Ultimate is coming out in early access and not as an actual full title. Yeah, that, I think that did come out. Actually, that came out two weeks ago, I think. Was it two weeks ago? Yeah. I think... It, it was, because been... we were kind of making jokes about it. Okay. There we go. And yeah. actually, I think I revealed a bit during the show that we did two weeks ago. I don't know. I can't remember that far back. <laughs> Bro, remember what you had for breakfast. Um... <laughs> well, I've been to a race event since then, too, so that, that doesn't help anything. No, yeah. Fair, fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, so LeMond's well, Ultimate is coming out in Early Access. Um, we've slowly, Tuesday, right? Yes, next Tuesday. Yeah, so a week before, from today that we're doing this. Yes, a week from today when we are doing this, yes. So um, if you are interested, remember you only have a week. Check it out. Um, we are finally getting some views of what this game is going to actually look like. Stuff that we probably should have had months ago, if you ask for my opinion. I'm not how so sure you and Taylor feel about this, Lewis, but this is really stuff that we probably should have been seeing fairly early in their development cycle, considering that most of the tracks that they have been working on for this title, and most of the cars as well, they already had, in a way. Yeah, they did, and I'm wondering if, if the legal trouble was a reason why kind of kept themselves stuck to do okay well will we reconnect taylor you want to i i see you might have had some comments 
it's good that they have this game coming out. But it's kind of a little bit of too little too late on certain aspects of it. I mean, we're already pretty much a year behind with certain cars. Mm-hmm. We're not getting GTE cars. Yes, they have promised to have a update coming in 2024. But, you know, it's not hard to get a hold of GT3 cars. Excuse yeah. me, GT3 cars that are going to be competing in the FIA World Endurance Championships, yes. excluding the Ford Mustang and the Chevrolet Corvette C7 or C7 or a GT3 car along with the new Aston. But they still had GT3 cars that they could have gone and utilized. And, you know, like I said, same thing with the prototypes that are coming online here in 2024 with the Lamborghini, the Azita Frenchiti, and the, uh, I feel like I'm missing one, the BMW and the Lamborghini and the Alpine. Granted, they could have possibly waited to, that's possibly why they're waiting to do those in the new update along with the other cars coming online. But mm-hmm. still, you know, it's it's a little bit of a, a small list of tracks also yeah, it's... for a game. That's, that's the biggest concern, I have to say. You know, you could have easily gone back to the history of the World Endurance Championship and put a few more tracks on here. Because you're only going to be running six tracks for the first for the first time at one of the games released. That's mm-hmm. a bit of a concern for yeah. me. Yeah, there are several things that we already know that are not going to be included in the title, like the asynchronous career mode. Um, this is just stuff that's not going to be in the game whenever it launches next week. So they have the time because I believe this is. I believe this title is going to function as like a live service as well. I don't remember them saying anything about Le Mans Ultimate 2 um, or anything like that. Hopefully they don't decide to do that because that would be an interesting decision to say the least. So they have time to add more things to the title as they were going on. Um, But I... hmm. I, I agree with you, Taylor. I think it's a little too little too late in some of the, some of the aspects of this game. I will um, say they have mm-hmm. a chance to rebound in the new updates for 2024 if, and that's a big if, they do the following. They go back and, and do a Legends-style platform. So bring back some of the older cars, the older tracks to Lamar Ultimate. That's kind of a maybe a Lamar style retro mm-hmm. or a historic segment. You know, that could be a big help if they're able to play their cards right. Honestly, I don't see that happening mm-hmm. because everyone's so focused on pushing for the future with the new cars, with the new tracks. And hopefully, yeah. we have to hit it really well with the new update. But that's the problem. They're having to wait for an update to help improve yeah. the game. Instead of it should already be in the game going into the release. Mm-hmm. There's, I have two comments on what you just said. First of all, um, adding the legacy content that might be like a licensing problem potentially, um, just because of the unique licensing agreement that Motorsport Games has with the ACO and the FIA 
something that we talked about in the show that we need to go into again. And secondly, they are pretty much putting all of their eggs in one basket when it comes to this title. Um, Like, for instance, earlier this week, uh, it was announced that NASDAQ has allowed the Motorsport Games to have an extension on their timeline to meet requirements to be in order to be listed as a natural like a um publicly traded company um for those who might not remember back in november um nasdaq warned motorsport games that hey your stock has fallen so low that you no longer meet the basic requirements to be listed you need to fix that within um 45 days we need some a proposal of some sort well it turns apparently Motorsport Games has released this proposal and has, um, excuse me, and has released. Sorry, I lost train of thought there. And, and um, Aztec has agreed that they are allowed to have until May fifteenth in order to, you know, get this, um, uh, to. Get their equity up. Yeah, they get the equity up, basically. Um, Which they are about half a million, not quite half a million, nearly half a million short of right now. Yeah. Um, Now, granted, you know, selling the NASCAR license and potentially the IndyCar license, I'm not sure if this license has been sold to iRacing at this point. Um, I don't think it was ever sold. I think it was full on canceled by IndyCar. So yeah. it was never something that's going to go up to sale, or go up for sale anyway. Yeah. Um, so they are basically, you know, kind of relying on Grimald's ultimate, at least it seems this way, in order to, for them to meet these requirements. And it is important to note that if they don't meet the requirements and they are delisted, that just means that they can no longer be a publicly traded company. Um, that doesn't mean that it is the end of the company. It what it it really does mean is that the company is now worth significantly less than what it was before, more or less. If I'm reading these financial things correctly, and I think I am, but I, you know, I think you are. I, finances confuse me. <laughs> yeah. Um, for those who true. are financially, um knowledgeable than I am if wants to, you know, tweet at us at Simcast Radio, um, tell us if this is if I'm, you know, barking up the wrong tree here, please let me know. Um but yeah. It what we have seen of the onboards and whatnot, it it does look good, as much as it pains me to say this. Um it does essentially it is rebranded RF2 with some fancier graphics. And I was going to say, it shouldn't surprise UI. people too much that it looks good. Yeah. Um, the the sound of the Cadillac is missing, is missing a little bit of bass, but that's a bit of a nitpick on my part. Um, it does seem like that the cars are going to be able to have that hybrid um, pull away from the pit box and then the ice engine or well ice right the electric launch yeah it it does have the electric launch and then the you know the 
impressive sound of the engine firing afterwards. Um, yeah, effectively but, a bump start. Yeah. But, you know, um, it's still to be determined because since we've only really seen Sebring as of right now in full, it's remains to see what is actually going to be, you know, included with the title whenever it launches. So, I well, we pose this question to you, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Are you going to pick this up? Yes. Eventually. I, I'm going to kind of see how the reviews go, you know, how everything looks. But, yes, this is something I am considering to look at getting in the future. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing for me, the biggest pull for me of why I would be interested in it is because it's honestly the first legitimate sports car endurance racing game that's strictly sports cars and endurance racing that we've had in probably a good, what, maybe 20 years, (laughs) honestly. I think longer than that. uh, The one I can think of is the uh, Le Mans 24-hour game that came out in the early 2000s. Yeah. Actually, uh, it was, yeah, 2000, 2001. So 20 came out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be picking it up, to be honest. Um, I have two reasons. Reason number one, I never really got that far into RF2 interest to, like, Mm. be inevitably drawn to it like you are, Lily. Um, No, that's fair is that I, I have had bad experience with early access games in the past. So I'm, hmm, I might hold off on this one until it's full release, if that makes any sense, because being or paying to be a beta tester is not something that I want to do right now, if that makes sense. That makes total sense, yeah. Yeah. The only thing that would prevent me from getting it is if down the road certain cars like the Ferrari or the Toyota do come to iRacing, then it's like, okay, then never mind. And then it's there's that for some people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean there's nothing stopping Toyota and Ferrari from going to well I was gonna say, doesn't Toyota have an or Toyota have an exclusivity thing with the uh, polyphony? They do, no, that would but be and I think the way they're able to get around this is via the Toyota um, Gazoo. Oh no, the licensing agreement with the WEC. So yeah, possibly. Again, Wait. though, explain the GR86. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then there is that. Yeah, like, something that has not shown up in ACC or AC. Um, you know. Well, I wonder if that has to do it, with potential SRO tie-in. Yeah, but still, SRO could have easily put the Toyota GRD6 in its game. With yes. The competition. Yes, which was the point I was about to right. make. Thanks, Taylor. <laughs> right, but I'm saying an SRO agreement that they have with iRacing because technically GT3 and GT4 is SRO stuff, so I'm wondering if because they raced the GT86 Cup in SRO competition, or under SRO competition, if that's the tie-in for them to be able to get it into iRacing. I think the only reason why, if I may say, Lewis, on that matter, is because 
unless I'm missing something. The Toyota GR86 Cup Series is really uh-huh. only an American. It is right. and Australia, America and Australia. Right, it is. but yes. series that I see utilizing this car and platform. Right, but if I'm not mistaken, both of them are, are sanctioned under SRO, which is correct. They are what, where I'm getting at. I think that I think that's where the tie-in on how they're able to get the loophole of being able to get them away from Gran Turismo with that car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, only but regardless. I, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we could we could debate that yeah. all night. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we, we did see. We the, have debated this before on this program. <laughs> well, I mean, we did see in the the uh, development update that, of course, there was some cars coming in the future for iRacing that is going to be kind of a shocker type mm-hmm. deal. So, yeah. who knows? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and kind of the point that I was attempting to make, the kind of the beginning of this discussion was that depending on how the licensing agreement with the WEC works with these manufacturers. Um, much like we've seen Mercedes go straight to iRacing and say, here's our F1 car, um, and not going through the F1 uh, mm-hmm. titles. Pause for a brief moment to giggle about F1 Sim Racing, and we're back. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> there's nothing stopping Ferrari and Toyota just, or Lamborghini potentially, just from going to iRacing and say, here, have our car. So, which I think we'll will happen eventually, honestly, for those. Because look if at the- iRacing, yeah, if I, I think I'm going to make your point before you get a chance to make it. If it, iRacing it, continues it, on its upward trend that we've been seeing these last couple of years, it just makes sense. It does. I mean, if you think about it, you know, which is kind of a, uh, why I'm a bit of a surprise on how a certain Formula One team has not thought about putting their Formula One car in it because of how their top-rated driver is. One. You can just say Red Bull, Taylor. I mean, yeah, I could just say Red Bull, pretty <laughs> much. I mean, that's kind of a big surprise how Red Bull hasn't put their Formula One car yeah. on iRacing. I, I know Give we me. made jokes about not knowing who Max Verstappen was. But we like do know who Max ago, Verstappen is. But... Wait, who? Uh. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, um, yeah. So, definitely interesting to see what happens with this Lamont's ultimate title now that it's actually coming out. Um, how long do you, dear listener, think that this is actually going to be in early access before we get a full release? Um, you know the drill. Hashtag Synquest RSL. What are you thinking? Um, we. I can are... get my opinion real quick, but. Go ahead. <laughs> we got well, time. I was going to say, because um, well, it literally just occurred to me, because usually when something comes into an early access thing, it usually means that, or let me rephrase that, usually early access, they cause you to pay for it, and then whenever it comes into full access, you have to pay for it again. So I'm wondering if this has to do with equity and them needing funds in a big hurry to where it's actually nothing's really going to be changed. It's just a chance for them to charge double. Um, I don't think you're wrong. I, I I'm trying to think of the most politically correct way of saying that I don't that I agree with you, but no, you're you're not wrong. Given the interesting business practices, that's that's a good word for it. Um, yeah, that's that, a, that's a good term. Yeah, that we've talked about on this program that Motorsport Games has, you know 
has done in the past, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they are looking for just a quick payday so that they can pay some bills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all honesty, and like I said, that just occurred to me. It would not surprise me if that all, if there is literally no difference between the beta for early access and the actual full game. Maybe a few minor tweaks, you know, just mm-hmm. to see bugs ironed out. But other than that, I don't really see much. Yeah. Just for clarification, we are not saying this is what they're doing. We are just saying that this is something that we could see them doing. If that makes sense. Yeah, and I, I don't think it's entirely down on Studio 397 at all. I think this is the parent company making this decision. Mm-hmm. So, Again, still really interesting to me that this is being shipped as a Studio 397 game and not yeah. a Motorsport Games title. Even though Motorsport Games is, you know, their logo isn't on it, but they are part of the fine print of any of the promotional material. It is their company. Seeing. Yeah. And to just kind of put a, like a nail in the coffin of this subject, since we've talked about it almost as long as we talked about iRacing, um, <laughs> I, I I don't want to see this title fail. I will find it extremely funny when it does, um, but I don't want to see this title fail and for Studio 397 to just kind of end up, you know, in the wind. Um, where a competitor can buy them um, and kind of change what they're all about. I.e., I don't want EA to buy them. Um, <laughs> no, nobody wants EA to buy anything ever, ever again. Yes. Um, so, hope th- this is a bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see how it plays out for them. Yes. Anyway, um, we only have a couple more minutes in, even in tonight's. Um, extended episode of the Simcast. Well, it's the um, end of um, football season, so I guess it's past overtime, huh? Yeah, we are in overtime at this point. Um, there's a couple overtime. of quickie stories I'm going to cover real quick. Hmm. Um, first of all, Fanatec announced their Gran Turismo DD Extreme wheel. Actually, asterisk in that. I'm not sure if this is just whenever the embargo has been lifted on it. Um, I could not find any reference to the DD Extreme wheel before. Um, apparently, a bunch of the content creators and news outlets got a chance to get their hands on this. Must have lost their invitation in the mail, Fanatec. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I believe this is a new product that has been released. Um, it is now available for pre-order, which, you know, given that it's Fanatec... You'll probably get it in 2026. Um, what what you're getting is the second iteration of the Gran Turismo Fanatec wheel. Um, the wheel is a round 300 millimeter leather rim with four paddle shifters, 11 PlayStation optimized buttons, four five-way directional sticks, RGB, RGB LED rings around said buttons, um, rev lead indicators and flag lead indicators and a 2.7 o or oled display um the base itself is the new fanatec dd plus 
15 newton meters of consistent torque, um, it, which is passively cooled, has the full force technology, which is Fanatec's newest version of their force feedback system. Um, they also comes with the quick release system and 2,520 degrees of rotation, which is way more than what Gran Turismo 7 uses. But again, this wheel is also fully compatible for the PC. And what does this cost, you may ask? $1,300. And it does not come with pedals or shifters. And that door closing is you hearing me walk out the room. Yes. And again, Fanatec, probably expected in like 2026. Um, yep. Two other pieces of news. Um, the Dakar Desert Rally will be... The game will be free for a week. Um, if you're listening to the show live starting today and going until next week on the 22nd, um, if you have the Epic Games Store, you can go there and download and try this game out for free for a week. Um, I might be doing that. And yeah, I definitely will after how we covered it. Uh, was it last time we were out? Time before? I can't remember. Whenever yeah, I said it looked really good. I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and lastly, before we move on to the last segment of tonight's program, um, GT Manager 24 now has a demo available on Steam um, if you want to check out what that title will be like whenever it gets released later this year. Um, again, I might try this out and report on it before our next program. Anyways, so it is time for tonight's Esports Roundup of the Week, brought to you by The Gaming Athlete. Esports Roundup of the Week, brought to you by the Gaming Athlete. Head on over to thegamingathlete.com to learn more about how to reach athlete status in gaming by maximizing your performance and restoring well-being. Once again, that's thegamingathlete.com. Taylor, eNASCAR Daytona, go! The eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series completed their first race at Daytona International Speedway, where driver of the number 20 Quick Trip Pioneers Gaming, Toyota Camry of Wyatt Tinsley, took home the checkered flag, holding off a hard-charging and defending series champion of Stephen Wilson in the M80 Esports. Rounding out your top five is the Spire Motorsports drivers of Malik Ray and Casey Kerwin, Bobby Zelensky, for Joe Gibbs Racing, rounding out your top five. It was an exciting battle all the way, where it was pretty clean in the beginning of the races, but once pit stops started coming into play, the chaos ensued for a lot of drivers, in fact, heavy hitters, such as the Kevin Harvick Incorporated team of Jimmy Mullis, Jordy Lopez, Kwame Scott, and Dylan Duvall were drivers who had finished off of the lead lap. The next round, of course, for the E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series will be headed off, of course, to their first segment, which will include races at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, Atlanta, and Richmond. Tinsley will lead the way in the standings by five points over defending series champion, of course, of Wilson, as the field works their way through. Of course, their next date will be on Tuesday, February 27th, and catch all the action live on the E-NASCAR and iRacing streaming platforms. Uh, also, the Porsche Tag Heuer Esports Super Cup had their season opener at Daytona and their second round at the Hockenheim Ring. 
Both friend of the show, Luke McEwen and Sebastian Job, split wins in the season opener of the race. And then, moving on to the second race at the Hockenheimring, it was none other than Sebastian Job doubling up, claiming, and sweeping the weekend at the Hockenheim. So, we'll see the next round of the Porsche Tag Heuer Esports Super Cup at the next race, which is in a couple of weeks. As they head off to, as I check the schedule, they are heading off to the hallowed grounds of the Circuit des 24 du Mans. So, of course, Le Mans coming up in February 17th as the Porsche All-Stars will utilize the Porsche 963 GTP cars for the event. And the big and the superstars will utilize the Porsche 992 GT3 Cup car in exciting racing fashion. Just side note, I find it really funny that the already chaotic All Star Series has selected to go for the GTP. I don't. I mean, you're. Extreme. I mean, why not? Why not? Put it to good use. It's a Porsche too. This is true. Anyway, thank you, Taylor, as always, for your great reporting. Of course. So, gentlemen, that brings us to the end of another show. Um, any final uh, thoughts? Yeah, quick review. I did get to. Test drive with a oh, yes, of steering wheel at uh, World of Outlaws this weekend. Uh, it was not optimized for sim use; is more set up for arcadey. But um, getting up close to the product, it all looks amazing. It's high quality stuff. So um, if you're out there shopping for a wheel, definitely consider Moza because it it doesn't shortcut anything at all. And hashtag eat more tacos. Taylor, looking forward to watching the E NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing series that's finishing up right now on Tuesday. We'll have more information about it later on. But uh, a couple of big news I'm working on, and I'll make an announcement later on. All right. So for all of us here at the SimCast, thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. Matt and Steven will be back next week. And from all of us here, stay safe out there. Bye for now. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, subscribe to The Simcast wherever you get your podcasts.